Welcome to Category Is. How's it going? Hey, Maurice, I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. Fun. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was um too short, as always. Yeah, that's weekends. I really do feel like we should advocate as American voters and citizens for a three-day weekend. As a standard? As a standard. Okay. Because, like... I've read somewhere, I can't really quote what I read or when I read it, but it was like, after the age of 35, Mm -hmm. for your health, it's best that you only work a 35-hour work week. Well, that's like seven hours a day. Right. I think that'd be a good start. Or we should just do like, you know, a four-day work week. Because when you think about it, like Saturday you rest or do something fun. Yeah. And then Sunday, Sunday you're preparing, like for, preparing Monday. for Monday. Yeah. And that's stressful. Well, I mean, I think it's no matter how many days you get that day before you have to go back to work is always going to be. Three would be better. Yeah. But then, you know how it's kind of like in college when you no matter how late your first class is, you always miss it. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're, now you're so, going into like psychological yeah, stuff. Because it's like, you know, you always dread going back after you've had like a little break. So. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But about yeah, that. my 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 weekend was nice. Um, got some work done. Okay. Tried to do some things around the house. I actually, I went to New York. Oh yeah. Yeah, my, one of my friends. She's a good good friend from college. Mm-hmm. Her name's Rakisha. She is a awesome woman. She's just amazing, and she is a new business owner. And she had the grand opening mm-hmm. of her store. It's a beauty supply store okay. called Bonjour Beauty. Mm-hmm. So she had her opening there, Aww. and I was so excited. Well, I had worked earlier in the day, yeah. and it was one of those situations where I was like, I'm not going to tell her at advance I'm going to show up, just in case I didn't. Yeah, in case you don't. I didn't yeah. show up, or, you know, work, you know, things took longer than expected, or I was too tired. But I was like, you know, this is a big event and occasion for my good good friend and i want to show up and support so i got there and she was super surprised Mm -hmm. which is good to see her you know i went and bought some products and supported okay um she opened the business for two of her friends okay nice uh their names are aggie and may Mm -hmm. and everyone was really nice it was good to see her family and it just felt like a good time yeah so, yes, if you're in the North Jersey area, <laughs> if you're in New York, go check out Bonjour Beauty. They're at the Palisade Center Mall. Uh, it's in West Nyack, New York. It's like maybe like not even 30 minutes outside the city. Okay. It's located on the first floor of the mall right across from the H&M. <laughs> they're open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 930. Oh, wow. And they're open on Sunday from 11 to 7. So go see my girl, Rakisha. Go there. It's really good because she was telling me like they're... Um, a black-owned mm-hmm. beauty supply store. Okay. And what I didn't know was, like, a lot of Asian people kind of corner the market yeah. on the beauty supply yeah, well. uh, products. And they have a lot of hair products, mm-hmm. lots of, you know, wigs, edge control, all that stuff. So um, all of the products that they sell within the store are black-owned companies. Okay. So that's, it's really yeah, good to good. go out and support yeah. black-owned businesses okay. that are supporting black-owned businesses. Right, right. So, yeah, go to Bonjour Beauty, y'all. <laughs> So that was that was your weekend. That was my weekend in, okay. a, in a in a nutshell. Yeah. So how was your weekend? My weekend was good. I didn't do much on Saturday. We went to Valley Forge, which is an old like military campground. Say, wasn't that like a battle in the Civil War? The Revolutionary War. Yeah. So it was just like a campsite for this where like the soldiers stayed for like a winter. There's like a George Washington. Um, monument they have like the old houses and things on on the grounds it's it's just like 
a huge open field so it has like walkways and things so we just went out to like get you know like a nice walk and like see the scenery and things the only so. reason i remember that that was a battle is because mm-hmm. of the Hamil- hamilton musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but That's cool. yeah so we did that it was good to get out of the city and like the fresh air and it's really picturesque because the leaves were changing so you get to see all the foliage um different colors and then it was really really windy that day though so yeah saturday was yeah so other than that was fine and then sunday didn't really do much either so okay chill that's good you know i feel like it's starting to become you know fall winter so Mm -hmm. people are not ripping and running their weekends they're kind of like hibernating yeah (laughs) stay in and relax yeah yes all right. So what you drinking this week, Maurice? So this week I'm back to my white wine. Yeah. We're taking a break from the cocktails, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we're taking a break from yeah. the cocktails. So I am drinking uh, Chenin Blanc again, but it's actually a different um, brand than I had last time. I like to try the different ones. Okay. So another Chenin, Chenin Blanc. I'm drinking uh, um, a wine from Maryland. I actually got this wine uh, a few years back um, when I was at a wine festival mm-hmm. every year in the summertime my family and friends will go to a big wine festival in Ling- it's called the Linganore Wine Festival okay. in Mount Airy Maryland yeah and um they have like a big like reggae festival so I always go and stock up on a whole bunch of wine and I had this bottle um in one of my wine cabinets mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like let me try this but it's a uh Maryland I think it's pronounced Bacchioni or Bacchioni okay but it's just a, a light red blend with a number of reds that I can't yeah. pronounce. <laughs> I was looking at that. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh-huh. Cabernet Franc. Berry nose gives way to complex combination of red fruit, white pepper, oak, and floral notes. So that's what okay. I'm drinking. All right. Enjoy. So, Maurice, let's get into these categories let's now. Let's get into the it's categories. It's time to go to the bowl. <laughs> It's the beginning of November, yeah. so that means it's time for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Atlanta. Real Housewives tea. Housewives realness is the category. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're back this year, and there's a few housewives that are missing. So, let's just do a quick rundown of who's not here anymore. Well, I didn't watch it, so I don't know. Well, that's right. You're doing your housewives. I'm boycotting Boycott. Still. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to kind of just keep it really general. <laughs> okay. And let's first start with who's missing. Right. The ultimate karma. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate shade. Yeah, shade. <laughs> Is that Kenya gave yes. birth to her daughter, yes. Brooklyn Doris mm-hmm. Daly, on, on the Sunday. eve of the premiere. No, oh, not the, the day eve. of. Okay, the, yeah, the day the of day the of. premiere. Yeah. Mm, taking that shot, you know, and I know that she had some complications. I think she had preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so she had to like deliver early or deliver early. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also don't put it past Ken, um, Kenya to have scheduled her her, her uh, delivery for the date of. Yeah, and I think she may have, or her doctors may have just said, you know, we have to do it on Sunday. Maybe because but I just I love the yeah that's the drama the, yeah. that she brings to the that show that it will be show. missing yeah and. It serves them right because all day, every, the only thing people were talking about were was um, Kenya having her baby. That was the news, anything Housewives related. And then right. around like that evening, people were like, oh, wait, Housewives premieres tonight. Right. And it was like, no one was concerned about that. No one was focused on that. Yeah. So I didn't, honestly, I didn't even know that it was premiering last night. Right. <laughs> um, so I, we'll see what happens with mm-hmm. the show. Um, no, in sad news, we found out that Greg... 
was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's really just sad and unfortunate. And we'll see how um, Nini right deals with that and supports him through. So that was kind of sad. You know, in the end of the show, um, you know, there's some clear tensions between Candy and Portia. Okay, still around the you know the allegations that Phaedra had made uh, uh, yeah. two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of ended with them all going down to Miami okay. for a stand-up show that Nene was doing. My, is Nene still doing stand-up comedy? Why is she doing Why? stand-up comedy? That's the question. I mean, to me, people think I'm funny, right? They do? People tell me all the time, oh. I'm funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? I don't think I'm funny. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, no, you're funny. And I'm like, no, bitch, I'm being serious. <laughs> like, like oh, I talk to people. Yeah. They think I'm playing. Right. But I'd be just, serious. Maybe it's your inflection. Maybe. Maybe it's like your tone. Or I think your, it's my tone, uh-huh. my mannerisms. When yeah. you talk to me in person, I might say outrageous or crazy things. You do all the time. And people be like, this motherfucker is crazy. But I'm like, no, I'm really serious. I can see that. I think, you know... I could. I don't think I would ever be good at stand-up comedy. I don't think I would ever be good at uh, being an uh, an actor who does okay. cam like comedy, comedy yeah. on a film, like uh-huh. you know, like Tiffany Haddish. Right. Cause so she has. So people with Tiffany Haddish, they say that she's a comedic actress, yes, not a stand-up comedian. Correct. And so um, I don't know how long she's been famous. I guess what, like a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. Like so. That. But people are waiting or have been saying, you know, she's not a comedian because she doesn't do stand up. Right. And then so now apparently she's doing a stand up tour. I heard, yeah, I heard she's going on tour. So we'll see. Get your coupon tickets, girl. I saw her, I want to say in LA, like years ago. Mm -hmm. I said she was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, maybe she's grown. Maybe she's taken some improv classes. Some improv classes, yeah. But I honestly, I don't think she's. I don't think she's funny. I don't think she's as an actress either. I don't think she's yeah. funny either. Yeah. Even as a comedic actress, like Whoopi Goldberg is not a comedian. Right. She's a comedic actress. Right. Right. right? Um, Monique, as messy as she is, is a both. You know, I wish they would bring that comic view on BET. They should. Yeah. Or just not not necessarily on BET. Well, <laughs> just just sure. bring that comic. View. Yeah. 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 You know, but yeah, Tiffany has. I don't know. I don't think she's that funny. She's... Even when she acts, what was her that first movie, Girls Trip? I was, that was like, she was too much. In she that. was over. Yeah, acting, acting. She was like, you know, she was. She acts the way Jennifer Hudson sings. <laughs> Explain <understand>? that <laughs> for the people. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson is an amazing, talented, uh-huh. gifted, exceptional singer. Right. Undoubtedly, no one is questioning her skill or ability. But, but sometimes. You don't got to give it all, all of that. Right. <laughs> you could, you could, as Tyra used to say on America's uh-huh. Model, it's better to give us more mm-hmm. and we can pull it back. But some people just can't be restrained or, they, or they're not as coachable uh-huh. to tamp down right, right, to right. a relatable zone. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so I feel like Tiffany Haddish, when she acted, I think who, again, actors read lines. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that they don't have skills. You're saying she can't read? No, no. Oh. But she didn't... I don't think she wrote those jokes. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a writer That's, wrote those jokes. Yeah. She, delivered she delivers them. them. Sure, her physical comedy, mm-hmm. her inflection, her tone, her interpretation of the lines are what she owns, mm-hmm. what she brought to it. Yeah. But I still think like she overdid it in some yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. She was like much. the whole booty hole yeah. joke. Like, it was like, okay, yeah. girl. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So we'll keep watching Housewives. I won't. You are really serious. Well, okay, so 
I saw uh, maybe a few weeks ago, she's, there was, um, she, Cynthia was having some kind of opening for some kind of wine cellar or something Cynthia. or something. Yeah, something about wine. And so... How are your sunglasses doing, Cynthia? Is this her business venture? This is her business venture. You know, they create them for the show. Really? Yeah. I thought she was trying to sell some eyewear. She was. And but I don't know nobody who has and, it. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. But apparently she's opened like a wine shop or something to do with wine. She probably selling Moscato. <laughs> you know, black women love uh, Moscato. Moscato. Yeah. And so... Is Moscato even wine? It's like Kool-Aid. Yeah. So anyway, um, Cynthia's opening some kind of wine store. And so Kenya was there and she had like the microphone pack yeah. on. So she was like mic'd up. And so she was probably filming for right so they probably because i also heard that you know they were having issues or having trouble getting enough good footage for the real housewives yeah. season so they're probably feeling this is manufactured to like bring her back like the second half of the season so, so. Cynthia, i mean we'll see because candy i feel like is the only one who had you know business stuff you know when nini had that show with um adam murphy ryan, ryan, murphy. ryan murphy yeah you know that was kind of her playing the fame when she was, she was on LA. two episodes of glee she was Girl. On, she was, it was a little bit more than that okay and she was on that, that that gay show i forget what it was called it was funny i was mad it got canceled oh new normal new normal yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. she was on new normal mm-hmm. give her her credits you know but for it, her IMDb. it promptly got canceled but you know cynthia has like you know she had the bags and she mm-hmm. had you know um, Cynthia's uh, Charay's son, Luke James. <laughs> That's what he looked like. <laughs> um, uh, modeling the bags yeah, yeah, I remember for free. That. Yeah. Um, which I had a problem with. You know, do not do stuff for people for free. Mm. You know, value my skills. But you got to get, you know. I will say experience. this before we get off, off. All the way off. The housewife topic. Yeah. And this is, might be controversial. But I think Marlo should be a housewife. She should have been a she housewife. She should have been a housewife. Been. But Miss Petty Andy has been withholding yeah. her peach. Mm-hmm. The peach is out of reach. <laughs> Just <laughs> out of reach for Ms. Marlo. Because but he's dangling it he's in front dang- of her. And so they use Marlo. And that's the thing. They keep using her and using her and using her all these seasons. Well, and he's just, probably like, girl, next season I got you. Come back. Next season I got you. Right. And for people, just quick history, because let's circle back. Yeah. I forget what season. I want to say it's like season four or five. It was like early on. Maybe Mm -hmm. even season, I want to say like three, four or five. Right. Early. Yeah. They were somewhere on some trip and there was some argument ensuing and Marlo called Ms. Lawrence the F word. Mm -hmm. And there was a big argument. There was an apology. Marlo apologized. And, you know, did her time. Mm-hmm. Andy punished her. Yeah. She was, you know, sh- exiled from the show. Mm-hmm. But then she came, came back. back. And I personally, whenever Marlo is on the show, mm-hmm. I know is one well, we're gonna have a look. Yes. Marlo turns she the look. She gives you a look. She turns the looks yeah. every single Out. time. Yeah. Um I don't know how she finances these looks. I mean, they say, you know. But that ain't none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> but she turns a look. Yeah. She brings some drama. Mm-hmm. She brings some one-liners. She's entertaining. She's entertaining, yeah. I would lose three of the current housewives to have one Marlo. To have one Marlo. But Petty Andy, in his rich white woman status, ooh, he feels ooh, like ooh. he can manipulate and use these girls. But also, did you see that he and Jeff Lewis from Flipping Out... 
are having like some feud. Oh, I thought you were gonna say an affair. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, they're having like some feud. And so Andy is basically trying to get um Jeff's contract not renewed. Yeah. I, you know what? I always loved Jeff Lewis. You I used did, to have a yeah, crush. You did. I love me some Jeff Lewis. He is a, a looker, but then he did too much in the lips. With the lips, yeah. But um when he married that boring man gauge, that's when I just lo- I lost respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lost respect, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. Well, um, anyway, I'll, I'll keep watching the Housewives. I'm not, I'm not um, endorsing that. You, I heard Kenya might be coming out with her own show on the We Network. On We, yeah. That's like where the, the Housewives go uh, when they they done with Bravo's BS. Yeah. So we'll see what how her show does. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. All right. What's our next category? Moving on. Category is political realness presidential realness presidential well not this year well, but. Yes. congressional realness <laughs> yeah. senatorial midterm elections are coming up we've talked to you guys about this for a number of weeks and it's been a thing going on where all these celebrities are kind of endorsing different candidates for different races going on throughout the country congressional senate um, gubernatorial the latest one that I was I saw in the news today is that Rihanna is endorsing the candidate for governor in Florida. Andrew Gillum. Andrew Gillum in Florida. He's a black man. And I get what they're trying to do is they're trying to, you know, get people engaged or trying to bring out the black vote. And so Oprah, I think, endorsed him. And Oprah was also campaigning door to door for Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, yeah, yeah, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama was endorsing probably both. I think so. Andrew and and Stacey, right? I get what they're trying to do, but why is Rihanna endorsing? A candidate. She's not a citizen. She's not even a citizen. Like, girl, you can't even vote. What are you doing? Like, I understand that um, you mentioned last week or the week before about Rihanna having this huge platform. And like now she's, you know, being more involved on global issues and things like that. But girl, didn't we learn enough about foreigners intervening in our elections? I think that the intervention which you speak of is much different than I mean, endorsement. But still. Because it's not from a, another, she it's not from even a foreign... Vote. She, can, she can't even vote. People don't even... I mean, it, she may be a citizen. She's I not. Uh, okay. I'm pretty... Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I think that maybe her businesses are incorporated potentially, possibly, but maybe here. And is Rihanna going to be at the polls? She won't. Okay. But Rihanna is an influencer. And that's another thing. Like, okay, influencers, these social media influencers, you're influencing people to do what? To buy buy this expensive-ass makeup? To be drooling over this car that they can't afford to in, to wait online for these shoes to go to therapy to to, to engage in self-help to buy eco-friendly and sustainable clothing and food and other products influencers can they do ain't doing of- shit <laughs> they sit and they getting free trips to these bomb ass resorts that they not paying for but they want you to what be envious of them i can't afford that so i'm just gonna look at these i'm gonna hit like and give them some money but it's true and a lot of these influencers are true they get paid everything paid trips 
you know, and they go on these trips to foreign countries, but mm-hmm. when they get there, they got an itinerary. That yeah, the things they have to do. Yeah, because even they that sent back. Yeah, even that resort is not a trip. It's not that resort I went to over the summer in Mexico. Yeah, nothing but influencers were there. You could tell they had the Instagram. They had all these meetings they had to go to, and they, it was just like they're on this like schedule. Right, but you you're not enjoying yourself. It looks more glamorous. Do they I get guess, paid? on Instagram? I guess I, they I, do. I, I, it they I get paid in kind. Yeah, in kind. Yeah. yeah. But, can you write a check called Kinds to, no. to uh, Pico? <laughs> uh, they only that. take cash money, honey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they not pay there. But you can't bring back them towels you stole from the resort <laughs> and go throw them at the Pico to pay your bills. Okay. <laughs> Shit. But I mean, so like, what are these influencers doing? Well, Rihanna's not merely an influencer. <laughs> She's a musician. Is she? she is a Since makeup when? mogul. She is a role model, mm-hmm. just like Taylor Swift. Okay, look, look, oh, look at the impact. No. Okay, look at the okay. impact. I don't necessarily agree with it because I don't think that people should get their politics from celebrities, right? Who were just as don't be twisted, misinformed, uninformed, uninformed um, about the actual issues. Exactly. People need to do their research, but people are lazy. But I mean, like half so, of these after Taylor Swift came out. Well, her statement weeks ago, you know, in Tennessee saying why she can't vote for Republicans and why she can mm-hmm. vote for Democrats. Like the next day, um, voter registration was the highest it had ever Girl, been. Bye. No, that was a voter registration deadline and they got people <laughs> in there registering to vote. Don't give her that. Uh, well, I'm just saying it could be that we can't necessarily attribute it to it, but I'm not also going to take that from her. She ain't do that. Okay, but it was it was significantly higher than it had ever been in mm-hmm. it was historical. Right. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So these celeb I, I don't like the celebrity culture. I totally agree with you there. We should not be voting for a candidate because Rihanna said vote for a candidate, but right. she can't even vote. She only know the issues. She, exactly. But I think that we're in a political time and crisis mm-hmm. where people feel under attack. <laughs> no, for real. I'm not white woman, I feel attacked, mm-hmm. but like legitimate attack. Okay. I think that it's 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 just it's a new normal, and I think that we're in a point now where it's like it's so extreme, and we mm-hmm. see the rise of white nationalists and extremists, and and and, and, and and people who are affiliating themselves with the Nazis. Yeah, and it's like unfathomable where we've come in our political climate in this country. So I think people are just like, you know what? And I've seen a lot of it specifically today in my social media. They're like, I don't even know your policies. Mm -hmm. But if you're a person of color, if you're a woman, if you are LGBT plus, Mm -hmm. if you are an immigrant, I am voting for you. Because of your experience, Mm -hmm. I know that you won't further perpetuate these policies that are going to attack people like me. Or they assume that they won't. Right. Okay. (laughs) Right. Because we know a couple that. Well, never mind. But... um, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like you said, a lot of these celebrities are, you know, they have a high school education. If that, well, okay. they don't read books, as you say, they don't, you know, have multiple Kanye degrees. That he doesn't read books. Well, and he likes McDonald's. That's his favorite restaurant. I mean, he finds it's good though. <laughs> and, and I do like they mix their, their milkshakes when the machine is working. It's never working. <laughs> I, ice cream machine down. <laughs> right. Like, no McFlurry for you. 
It's always down though. You know what? I used to work at McDonald's. They just don't want to clean it. That's what it is. I used to work at McDonald's when uh-huh. I was young. And yeah, we didn't want to clean the machine. Yeah. We just said it was down. You just said it was down. And sometimes it'd be really dirty in there. It's, it's a very difficult apparatus okay. to clean. Yeah. Okay. That so makes either sense. he was getting dirty mm-hmm. uh, ice cream or mm-hmm. he was getting no ice cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. But I mean, I just think people should also be, don't just take it for this person said I'm going to vote for, you know, they vote for this person, so I'm going to vote for them too. Right. And I think that, you know, if you do have these platforms, if you do have these voices that people listen to, it takes a lot more than a tweet or Instagram post the day before the election. Are you out on the campaign trail? Are you canvassing? Are you doing this? Are you doing that for this candidate that you say you are endorsing that you believe in? Or are you just doing it for the tweets and the likes? Right. So I see like what you're saying, like, are they just capitalizing Mm -hmm. upon the political movement? Yeah. And I think that that's... And where were y'all in 2016? No, they were there. No, they weren't. They didn't come out to the very last minute. Again, because it's opportunistic. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the problem with politics widely in the country is is that we have this top-down approach. Whereas, like, the presidential one, uh, you know, election is the one that matters most. Right. When people don't realize that it's their local elections, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, your mayor... Your district attorney, mm-hmm. you know, the governors, your, you know, state representatives, mm-hmm. those people really matter because they affect and influence a policy that are really going to affect you most Lo- on the daily, yeah, locally. The daily, yeah. And it's, and then it grows out from yeah. there. But, you know, the presidential campaign is the one that attracts the big bucks, can do the marketing, right. can do all that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, also with Rihanna, I think that um, some of the reasoning behind her coming out in support of uh, Andrew Gillum is right. that. She found out from Al Roker's post on the Today Show <laughs> uh-huh. that uh, that what's his name? Uh, the forty-five. That person. That person. Yeah. Was playing one of her songs. Uh, what song did she say it was? I don't remember. Because someone else, he was using. Please don't stop the song. music. Really? He, right. She oh, was wow. saying that he was playing. Please don't stop the music uh-huh. at, at his at rallies. rallies. And she was like, oh, good to know. So uh-huh. I'm guessing that what she was insinuating through her response to Alvaro on Twitter uh-huh. was that she was going to send a cease and desist for him to do that, which so, I'm still concerned about uh-huh. from just a legal perspective. Okay. I don't know what happens at rallies. Mm-hmm. If he's just playing it from his Spotify or because, <laughs> you know, it's a government, you know, there's a lot of government. There's a lot of, yeah. Where so they, they're not taxed or they don't have right. to be charged for things mm-hmm. for rights usage. But. I'm like, girl, if you're getting paid, you can't tell somebody that they can't play music. your music. Yeah. So I'm wondering how a cease and desist legally would work. Because Pharrell also sent him one. Yeah, for Happy. He happy. He's playing Happy. Yeah. Right. Adele artists, also sent him one, too. Adele sent him one? Yeah. Axl Rose from Guns really? N' Roses sent what him one? What is he playing I don't know. I think they would be happy for Welcome a check. To the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, mean, I don't know what. But Rihanna, I'm guessing she says she does not want to be a part of his rallies. Um, uh-huh. I get it. I understand where she's coming from. If I were an artist, I wouldn't either. But I'm just wondering about the legal implications. I think it's just for show. Because like one, how can you stop that? How can you enforce that? And then two, right. what is what is that actually going to do? Because I think it's more be- for the. Visual, yeah, because like, what harm is that? In order, you know, to have a lawsuit, it's like, okay, you have to be harmed. What harm is it bringing you when you're playing your music? Yeah, 
You know, she's like, and I get what she's saying. Like, I'm there, but you yourself is not there. Your product is there. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, that's um, like saying, don't wear my shirt. Right. Like, you know, to the rally. Um, Charmin can't be like, oh, don't (laughs) don't provide my toilet paper. At the rally. Like, that doesn't really make sense. So, you know, people just be out here hyping shit up. Hyping it. And it's for the clicks and the likes and whatever. (laughs) I still still like Rihanna. I don't. (sighs) Well. We know why. <laughs> you know, I'm, I heard she's coming out with a um a new soap line. Well, she needs to because she well, looks like she don't wash. Well, you know, I'm about to buy a whole bunch of Azealia Banks soaps. Ew. You know, she's my problematic fave. <laughs> you know, you know, she she's so. How about Azealia? Well, okay, go ahead. What? Nothing. I just thought it'd be funny to get people her, you know, her intimate soaps for hot for Christmas. So the thing about parts. her is like I don't know what she actually does aside from create or try to create twitter beef and instagram beef that's all she does she's always beefing with somebody it's like girl but i think that that's like i think that she's smart in the fact that she's tuned in to how baseless like society's become in terms of like i mean it's reflected from her president everything everything name me five songs that she has Five songs you want mm-hmm. right now? She has 212, Chi Chi, um, Ice Princess. See, I like her. She has Wallish, JFK, you know, Luxury. I can, I can go on. You just name it words. No. They're probably ain't even real songs. <laughs> they are. They are. Whatever. Anyway, I, mean, moving I, on. I like her. You need to cease and desist with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, keeping in the music theme. Today it was announced that most of the Spice Girls are going back on a reunion tour. Almost all of them. I take problem with this because, bitch, it is not a reunion. Right. This, like... Especially because Posh Spice was my favorite Spice Girl. I think uh, Mel B was mine, but... Because she was black? Yeah. Uh, She was too scary for me. But she's sporty. She's not scary. What do you mean she's sporty? That's her name, Sporty Spice. Mel B? Yeah. No, oh, was she scary? She, yes, they made the black one scary spice. That was Why the whole issue. Be scary? Exactly. Uh-huh. You don't remember that? I don't remember their names. I, I knew it was like scary baby posh. I being ten or twelve, or whatever, and like, why the black one gotta be scary? Ah, uh, okay. Mel Mel B is scary spice. Mel, Mel C, C is, is sporty spice. Ah, uh, okay. You know, and I finally remember being a twelve, you know, twelve, thirteen year old boy. Mm-hmm. In, in this place in South Jersey where I grew up, my mom would take us to Cowtown. And Cowtown <laughs> was like this huge indoor-outdoor flea market. Okay. Where you would go and get like your knockoff fragrances. You would go and get like your pashmina scarves. They sold food your fake products. You, that's, it was like the Canal Street okay. for South Jersey. Okay. They had your Louis, your uh-huh. Julian Burks, your Chanel's, okay. your Prada's. We would always go to Cowtown. Like, what we doing is we're going to Cowtown because wow. it was a cheap activity. Okay. And, you know, we shopped a lot. That's yeah. how I learned addition, subtraction, fractions, okay. multiplications. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom be like, what's 30% off? <laughs> that's how we did math in my in, in our household. <laughs> but they used to have this huge Spice Girl station. And I would go and get my Spice Girl keychains and my Spice, <laughs> my Spice Girl lollipops. So, you know, as a child, I was right. into it. That was just the time I grew up in. Mm-hmm. I love these Spice Girls. But, um... Posh was always my favorite. Was your favorite? Yeah. She would be my favorite now because Cause she although because <laughs> she got coins, but she gives you like elegance and sophisticated and like annoyed. She just but she always gave, she gave you that then too. She did, <laughs> but 
um i just think that now like i did like when mel b was on dancing with the stars she killed it she should have won she was really good. She was the best. When she one. did that pasta doble. When she did those splits across the entire dance floor. That was the pasta doble. That was it. Yes. No, no, no. It was another one. She was very. She good. was good. She should have won. Um, but yeah, the posh spice would be my favorite now. Yeah, yeah. that's posh spice is like. I don't need to go on tour with y'all. She is. I've never. I haven't seen her speak in like but a number I of like, years. I like how elusive she is. Right. Like, y'all see me when y'all want to see me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she was busy having them babies and doing securing this fashion the thing. Yeah, with David Beckham, I'd be busy having babies too, wouldn't Maybe, you? I mean, good looking man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, actually, she, there was like a controversy where it was admitted that she, her mic wasn't even on when they would tour. Yeah, she I, did not I read sing. That. She did. So she's like, "What am I just I'm come just out here and stand?" I mean, but she don't need to go collect no checks. Them other girls are working girls. That's true. She don't need to work. She doesn't need to work, or she doesn't need to do that. Right, and it's only like 13 shows in the UK. That's it? Yeah, it's just a UK mm-hmm. tour. Oh, okay. It's not even like a world like tour. Like a world tour. So like, if you want to go, I was like, when I first, when I heard the news this yeah. morning getting dressed for work, I'm like, oh, I might need to go get a ticket and relive my preteen life. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, I'm not mm-hmm. flying you to the UK. You gotta fly to Yemen. <laughs> yeah. It's I, only one person I would fly to the UK for. Who? You know who. Leona Lewis. Who's that? <laughs> you said something about her last week. Yeah, Who is she? She was on X Factor or one of those British. Britain's got I something. But she's like the British Mariah Carey is oh, what please. they labeled her as. And don't they say that um, my ultimate, not my ultimate, one of my top crushes. You know who? Craig David. Oh, yeah. You know, I love mm, me do. some Craig David, child. Well, back in the day, he was all right, but then now... Now, oh, Craig David's body. Now. Well, he's got a body, but that face is like... It's haggard. Yeah. But back in the day, Craig David was cute. Okay. Craig David. That's seven-day Monday. Take it to the... On Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, was his song. That's I, I his love song. me some Craig David. Okay. But they used to say that Craig David was the R. Kelly mm. of the UK. Okay. But I'm sure he denounces that now. I mean, no I would too. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Spice Girls tour will be fine. I mean, the last time I saw them was at the um, 2012 opening ceremonies of London Olympics. The Olympics, yeah. And, Posh did show, and I got my whole life for that 90 second montage. <laughs> I mean, it's my your life. I was into it. It was hot. I think that, I mean, if I were her and it's just local in the UK, give the fans. Girl, just, just give the just fans. Just do it. Like, you know, you're not singing anyway. You just got to show up. Right. And just, 13 and, days. And, and, and they're not going to dance. Like they don't they dance. To. She never danced. Well, she never anyway. danced anyway. She just stood there. She just stood yeah. there and pointed. Uh, uh. <laughs> she had the least lines in Spice World. <laughs> well, I mean. I mean She's maybe she's just lazy, or maybe she is just over it. Maybe, I mean, we don't know. Right. Like I think about it. Like one of my other favorite. Groups. Maybe that bag wasn't big enough for her. Maybe. I think that's what it was. Well, you know, we all have to demand different bags, but I always analogize. Like to me, Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. I, you know, girl groups. Mm-hmm. As a kid, mm-hmm. I love Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. If they were to do a, t- a, reunion, a tour, reunion tour, what would that look like to you? Well, they tr- they did it a few years ago. Did they? Like ten, probably ten years ago. Yeah, it was about ten the years one ago because I, I went. You did? I did. Okay, and it was just three. Of it them. would. It was the three of them. So it would be basically a Beyonce concert. Kelly would get like a two. She would probably get like a 
10 minute set? Kelly? 15 of minutes? Her own? Kelly, yeah. To do what? The Nelly song. Well, we're, I mean, Nelly gotta come. They No, they just gotta play the track. <sighs> um, Maybe she got two more other songs. She would do... The work song? Work and... The survive... No, the... No. What is it? The one with... Motivation. What about the song where she wore that red thing where she was I, trying to be like a, a knockoff Britney Spears? I don't even know. And then you would have Michelle come out and she would and do like gospel a song. singing gospel songs and we bring everybody all the way down. Yeah. And then it'd be the Beyonce show again. But I'm saying, but no, I'm talking about no, not the solo. Beyonce's not doing none of her solo, just straight up Destiny's Destiny Child, Child hits. hits. But they have two CDs, I guess. That's DC3? That's DC3. They got to do Survivor. They're going to do... They got to do Say My Name because that's when we Say all were name. shocked yeah. and gagged because there was no announcement. It was yeah. like, new video, MTV coming out now. And you're like, who are these other two bitches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they dropped Farrah. I mean, Farrah will have no parts. No. But, I mean, could you do like a DC... Five tour? No, no, Mm-mm. absolutely not. No. Did you see when? Because you two... see like four, then three. No, you no. can't do that. No, you're not trying to split that bag. But did you see when the old girls came to the Beyonce the On the Run concert and they I were saw... fangirling out? I'm like, damn, like y'all hadn't seen Beyonce in how long? I saw them when the, um, Latoya Luckett was there, but I hadn't seen when the top. You didn't was. see when the poppy was there with no. her mom. Mm-mm. Oh my god, they look like they're about to pass. Really? Out. Yeah, they were just like, oh my god. And Beyonce. I was hope like, Beyonce comp their seats. I hope so too. I mean, like, <laughs> like that would be kind of. <laughs> but it was just like, did they have to pay for the VIP right. to get to meet the meet and greet? Right. They probably had to pay, and I, then Beyonce was like. Girl, you look familiar. <laughs> oh, no. But you know, Farah. Farah was my fave. I hate to say it. <laughs> Y'all gonna kill me. Yes. But I remember remember back in the day when um, MTV used to do the spring break? Mm-hmm. And they was like performing on the stage. It was good mm-hmm. on water. Mm-hmm. And that was like a smooth week after the Say My Name video yeah. came out. And we were all like, what's happening? What's going on? We were the kids was on MySpace. Like, <laughs> we was on the um, AOL chat. Like, what happened to yeah. look? Like, we didn't... Because there was like no press release. There was, no there was nothing. It was just like, here's the video. Video. And like, people were like, oh no, it's just Kelly and Beyonce and the other two girls. Like, mm-hmm. nobody it was knew. Not, yeah. And then when they came out, the first mm-hmm. live performance of Say My Name, yeah. I will never forget, was at the like MTV Spring Break thing. Uh-huh. And they had on like these denim or like these red bandanas. It's seared into my memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. I can see the visual. <laughs> and the other two girls were here and were like, they've been replaced. It was a scandal. It was. It was a, a It was a hot topic for my 13 year old life. <laughs> We used to bottles magazine, the Word Up magazine. The Word Up. <laughs> Hype hair. With the, uh, with the posters. Yeah. That's when my room was like filled with nothing but Mariah Carey posters yes. and Tyra Banks. Wow. Tyra Banks had that hot poster. Oh, when she was pulling her things Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Illustrated. That was a Sports Illustrated cover. That one. Yeah, I had that one too. If you looked at my teenage boy bedroom, you, you would have thought... You straight boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the As Yet album in my nightstand drawer. As yet, don't nobody mm-hmm. remember as no. yet. They no, that need to be forgotten. They had that one good song. What? Last night, while making love oh, to God. you. Oh God, that was as yet. I saw the sun. 
the moon, the mountain in the rivers. You know, I was like, oh my god, sex sounds amazing. Oh my god, they saw, they were seeing things. But and then you were like, then I found out what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the rest of life, so disappointing. I thought being an adult would be the best thing ever. But now I look at my nieces and nephews, and I'm like, take me back. Yeah, to when life was simpler. Very simple. No responsibilities. Uh, y'all, we got into these categories. This was a mess. <laughs> why do I feel like wine just gets us drunker than it the cocktails? Because, yeah. I don't know. This convo is flowing. All right. Well, let's get into um, the next segment of the show. Yes. It is time for our listener, listener letter. Ciao. All right. Do you want me to read it this week, Maurice? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'll take the letter. Yeah. Okay. So... It says, hi, Maurice and Justin. I love your show. You two are funny as hell. You are? What? No, go ahead. Oh, it says, you two are funny as hell, super shady, Very shady. but also informative. Please give me a nickname. Um, what can we call this person? Rhonda? Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda work at the call center. Okay, so she's going to be Rhonda. <laughs> So here's my issue. I'm a 29 year old woman. Rhonda don't sound like a 29. Okay, she goes, she, we gonna stick with okay, it. Rhonda. Okay, Rhonda. Rhonda in the Honda. I knew she was a woman because I know she was 20. Okay. <laughs> I'm a 29 year old woman who lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. I have a master's degree and work in banking in a relatively high power position for someone my age. I've been dating a handsome man. All right. He's kind, thoughtful, and sexy. We've been together for about six months now. It's still new, mm-hmm. but by no means casual. Okay. So I'm guessing they're like dating, dating. Dating, dating. Like for real dating. Yeah. Okay. Um, thus far, everything is amazing, but here's my big issue. Uh-oh. His best friend is his ex-girlfriend. They were together okay. for six or seven years. Okay. And they have only broken up about 18 months ago. No, they don't have children together. Okay. No, they don't have any business <laughs> nor work together. No, she is not a newfound lesbian. Damn, Ron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I can't understand why she has any presence in his life. Okay. He let me know they were friends when we first started dating, and I thought I was a progressive woman, and this would not pose a problem. But they hang out alone Okay. about once a week. Mm-hmm. They go to drinks, Dinner, in addition to texting all the time. Mm-hmm. I just don't think this level of interaction is normal. And I don't like being jealous or insecure within my relationship. Wow. I don't want to ask him to choose. So should I just end this before I get hurt? Thanks for your advice. Rhonda. Rhonda in the Honda. Um, Why does she have to be in a Honda? She said she is in a high power position. Okay. In the Acura. <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda and Acura. Okay. So, Rhonda, you've only been dating for about six months. He said they, he's been broken up with his ex 18 months. About 18 so months. That means they were. He was year. single for like a year before right. they met. After a six or seven year relationship? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that you're getting a little bit ahead of yourself, Rhonda, because you're still new to the situation relatively like you've only been dating like six months whereas they've had like six seven years together in the relationship you know they could have known each other before that whatever it's been a year after they broke up you know they remain 
in contact, still hang out together. I think it's just like they have had this long term relationship and then maybe for whatever reason they didn't want to just not talk ever again. Like, I don't know the nature of their breakup, but, you know, as we said before, that's a significant amount of time. Six, seven years. It is. It is. So um, this is okay. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I feel like we have we're really good friends, right? Right. We let our listeners know that we once dated. Right. For a decent amount of time. Right. So I know that it can be done. Mm-hmm. But we're also gay. Mm-hmm. Rhonda is straight. Mm-hmm. I think that in the gay community, it's more common for exes to be friends. Yeah, that, I think so. As opposed to in the straight community. Right. Um, but that aside, I think Rhonda presents some serious issues. Like and such as... The like and such as, I feel like to be with someone for six or seven years, mm-hmm. and you are a straight person, mm-hmm. and she didn't tell us her uh, boyfriend's age, but she says she's around probably, 29, yeah, so I'm just going to say maybe you know, around there, mm-hmm. but to be in your late 20s, early 30s, and to be with someone for such a significant amount of time, and not, as a straight person, be moving towards marriage... They didn't have no children. They had no slip-ups. Good for them. Well, within Plan that, B is a thing. But within that time period, it just it, it it raises a little bit of a red flag. And I'm not saying that they can't be friends. But I think that for me, I would want to know the history to their friendship. Like, for right. example, not that to divulge too much, but uh-huh. like, after we broke up, uh-huh. there was a significant, significant amount of time. Amount of time we did not speak. Yeah. Because if I saw you... It was going to be a cursing out, a fight. Like, there there had to be a period of bad blood. Right. I don't know if that was necessary. Like, did they just break up and they just been hanging out, kicking it for mm-hmm. 18 months? Mm-hmm. Or is this something new? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also about setting boundaries. Definitely. So, when you are really best friends or good friends with an ex, mm-hmm. you have to balance that with, with. the... Um, with your new love interest or partner's feelings in order to get them comfortable. Right. And Rhonda, to me, it does not sound like your boyfriend and his ex have made any effort to make you comfortable. Well, I don't know because he's, she says he let me know that they were friends. In the beginning. In the beginning. And I think even, I think it's a conversation to, sure. that they probably had maybe maybe he didn't go into i would have liked yeah significant detail i would like i would have liked to know more of the circumstances around the relationship ending i like, don't think that's important i don't think that really? matters no because i think that i think for in ronda's on ronda's side i think that's a valid question because that's even come up in like my situations my relationships where people just are like well, wait, how how are y'all still friends? Yeah, and even in my relationships, like, it's it's me being friends with it's you a question. has been a, an issue. And an issue, yeah. But I've had to make my partners comfortable. And the way that, because I, this is something, someone I care about, someone I want to mm-hmm. pursue, and someone I want in my life mm-hmm. as my most important and primary relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do what I need to do to make them comfortable. And we've even had conversations yeah, about Yeah, definitely. That. And it's just like, hey, you know, we might not be hanging alone. Right. And that was something that That's she said specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, because if you're hanging alone, I don't know what you do with that person. Y'all could be... But then that's insecurity on yeah. Rhonda's part, though. But she needs time. That other... His ex has six and a half years on her. So? His ex knows we'll her. Will always knows, have. Will always have. And you can't give someone... A, 
I get it. But it's still a very insecure way to feel. Then Rhonda need to get over it. But Rhonda's feelings are very valid. How? But this he has a, he has a significant history with this person mm-hmm. that's greater than Rhonda. Rhonda is feeling a little insecure because how does she compete against the ex? But you don't compare when you don't compete. But again, it's well. What do you, well, she's your past. I'm potentially your future. Okay, Deborah Cox. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a Deborah Cox song? Uh, yes. Which one? Still in love with you oh. with uh, RL oh, from next. next. Yes. <laughs> a good one <laughs> but um to me like you were one of my good friends you know you're probably one of my friends besides some like my good girlfriends from college mm-hmm. you know those two girls yeah that i've known the longest, the longest and then and you know you know me as a friend you mm-hmm. know me as a partner you know mm-hmm. me very well but yeah. I, I need to make you know as a, as a single one on the pod i need to make my partners comfortable. comfortable because they need to know that you're not going anywhere in my right. life but I need to make them comfortable with your presence right. I'm sure, as, as I'm sure you've had to do I've, yeah. with your partners we've had a conversation but what that. helps yeah. that is let's all three go out mm. so you can see the nature of our uh, relationship friendship yeah and the friendship yeah. but also the issue is that we have not been together for longer than we were together it's, right it's what, probably like twice eight as long years? Yeah. Like eight years yeah. that's a long time mm-hmm. um They've like only seven, seven years, mm-hmm. yeah. But in Rhonda's ex has not been together for eighteen. Like I think yeah, that matters. That's the time, yeah. As well, mm-hmm. I think it's the amount of time together as juxtaposed or as compared, yeah, compared to, to the amount separated. That's true. I can see that. I think that seven years compared to eighteen months, months, and then they've and only been together six, six months. months. And in the beginning, he said we've been friends. Like a year is not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But then also, has she has he giving her? any kind of inkling that maybe I'm not over her or maybe well he wouldn't do that how would he do that but she has issue with the fact that they hang out alone that they text each other that they still have this connection I think that with Rhonda she is feeling insecure I think that's what it all boils down to and so she's probably feeling like she's waiting for him to just say you know what I'm not over my ex and so she says I don't want to ask him to choose so should I just end this before I get hurt or more hurt because she's already hurt and right. I'm just like girl but I think it's different I th- we're speaking from our personal experiences and right. difference is gay men mm-hmm. the gay population is much much smaller mm-hmm. more insular than the general straight community right, right? so like if I think we're just friends because of our values mm-hmm. or friendship. I think that, you know, if gay men weren't friends with some of their exes, they'd have no friends. They have no or friends. They'd have very little friends. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just a different community. Mm-hmm. I think it is a little bit peculiar for a straight man mm-hmm. to be friends with a woman that he either hasn't known for a significant period mm-hmm. of time mm-hmm. where, and he was not romantic with her. Right. Like, you know, like, we play cousins. <laughs> right. I feel like a straight man can be uh-huh. friends with someone who he's known since, like, childhood, teenage mm-hmm. years and, like, nothing happened. Yeah. Or maybe something happened years ago but now mm-hmm. it's like, ew, I look at her like my sister. Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of friendship can be possible. Okay. But I don't see a friendship between a straight man and a straight woman where they were together romantically uh-huh. for six or seven years. Right. And separated for a year uh-huh. and are now friends okay. a, a, a straight man wanting that old thing back because I mean 
men is just dogs and have a hard time being faithful on any side or, on any side but I mean I, so you, it's gonna be hard to be yeah. with someone you know she know the tricks mm-hmm. in the in the spins and the things that get you up and she knows you no. so well but I side with Rhonda uh-uh. get rid of him kick him to the curb it's no. six months cut your losses I don't think so cut your losses I don't think so cause like so my thing is with I mean I don't know I was listening to Lemon Shade podcast and they're out of London it's these two girls they're amazing and I like what they say um, so they were talking about how it is hard for a man and a woman in the heterosexual world to just be friends because somebody is going to want to smash at some point. And I don't know. I think that they're exes. They broke up for a reason. They've had enough time in between the breakup. A year? A year is a long time. A year is a long time for maybe a two-year relationship. But six a or six. seven, like, <sighs> y'all, like, that's pretty, pretty long. I don't know. I think that it's enough time for them to, for them to, like, get over it. Because, like we said, we didn't talk for, like, six, eight, I think it was, like, eight months. It was eight months. And we were fine. Well, it took a level of time to get. Sure. You know, and then, you know, even still, we're history. still it's evolving. A good, it's, yeah. it's a good cursing out. Yeah. <laughs> it did. I don't know. I mean, maybe the straight world is that much different. It is that much different. I think that, you know, I value your friendship. You're one of my closest, closest friends. Right. I think that but, there's a true benefit mm-hmm. in being friends with an ex. Because that is a person that knows you both as a friend, mm-hmm. as a lover, as a partner, whatever. On different levels, yeah. And they can offer you an insight mm-hmm. into how you are. Even in, like, some of my, you know, sub- subsequent relationships, mm-hmm. I would talk to you. Yeah. And you would be like, yeah, this is how you can be <laughs> in a relationship. Yeah. And it gives you insight. It gives you Because I think what a lot of people yeah. don't get in their future dating mm-hmm. is um, perspective or insight on where they failed in their past right, relationships. Right. Um, that's not coming from a place of anger. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you do get feedback on where you fucked up mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, yeah. But you're just like, let me tell you off. And yeah. that's necessary for your closure you or need, your yeah. healing. Yeah. But, like, once, like, things have settled, the dust has Calm settled, down. and things are calm, mm-hmm. and you're still friends and you have a respect for one mm-hmm. another, they can be like, look, and give you some real feedback mm-hmm. on how to proceed and best navigate yeah. and avoid the mistakes that you made in your past. Right. Um, but again, I don't know that straight people feel the need to have that because the the pickings are so large. Well, I mean, it kind of plays back to like our we had a letter what last week or two weeks ago, and it was about um, the girl whose friend whose ex like had cheated on her in college right. and things like that. And so I'm like, you know, maybe that relationship helped him grow. Right. And so maybe with Rhonda's current boo boyfriend whatever. That maybe his past relationship, he can use that as a tool to like guide him how to, you know, improve and go in different directions in this right. current relationship. Right. So, Rhonda girl, don't be jealous. Like, don't. You can't say somebody don't be jealous though. But I think this is. A t- <laughs> finish your point. I'm gonna say, don't be jealous. Look at it as that's his friend. If it was a male friend that he's been friends with for seven years, would she be looking at it sideways? No. And girl, sometimes that's the ones you need to watch. Okay. <laughs> But no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, use whatever lessons he learned in that relationship, which was seven years. So he's a long term kind of guy. Right. You know, so use that, you know, rock it out and don't do anything that's going to make him 
want to break up with you. Right. Like, don't be the crazy girlfriend. Don't, you know. Don't make contact with the ex. Don't go through his phone. Like, do not contact her at all. And then when you do see her, present yourself as, I'm the bitch now. Right. You know. Put that bitch in You're his past. I'm his future. Okay. That's the Deborah Cox. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Thank you. See? Same script. Different cast, bitch. I will retract my former statement and Mm -hmm. say, you know, end it and just cut your losses. You are right to feel insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a bad emotion. It's not a bad thing. It's a realistic one. Yeah. You're right to feel jealous. It's not a bad emotion. Mm-hmm. It's a human one. Own it. Own it. But what you need to do is communicate, communicate, communicate right. to your partner how you feel. How you feel. And why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And you need to come to him and you need to allow him to offer suggestions to mm-hmm. make you feel more comfortable to quell right. your jealousy right. and insecurity mm-hmm. and you should also offer some suggestions if his don't meet your needs definitely so you have to have a constant communication it's definitely communication yeah um again i think it's unfair of you and even you and uh you know included that in your letter you said mm-hmm. you don't want to ask him not to be friends yeah. so you have some sense yeah um it is unfair for you to ask him not to be friends with her, mm-hmm. but I think it's fair of you to say, "Hey, can I come and hang out with you?" Guys? Yes, is she, it doesn't have to be every time. Right. Like a, one, you know, a couple, you know, every other time. Mm-hmm. Or is she dating anyone? Can we double? Can we date? double date? That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, can you hang with me? Can you like not? have hard limits yeah you yeah, know yeah. like one hard limit for me is like you cannot take a vacation with her oh god <laughs> like y'all, y'all would not get on a plane yeah. going somewhere like it needs to be local mm-hmm. can you you know you have to be home by a certain time mm-hmm. um and you know he's a grown man you don't want to put limitations on him mm-hmm. but if he's like oh he can't be coming home the next morning but like, oh, i was hanging out with the ex that's yeah. unacceptable so yeah. put boundaries on it that make you feel comfortable right and constantly check in with yourself yeah and with him mm-hmm. and try to give yourself it's hard to put a timeline on emotions mm-hmm. but if you're not pleased within a certain amount of time or your probationary period mm-hmm. then be like look if we're going to discuss it we'll check in every month mm-hmm. if after six months i'm not feeling better yeah then maybe there's nothing that can be done right and how much more time do you want to invest in this relationship yeah and maybe at that time it's better to cut your yeah. losses i mean I, I do and i also think it's unfair for her to put a hard stop on it. I think like she can't say that, you know, you need to you need to choose. She can never never say that. No. Because you won't get chose. You won't. At all. You're you're gonna lose. Yeah. That's a losing yeah. that's a so, losing strategy, boo. I think the best course for her would be to play like the easygoing, I'm gonna communicate with you about my expectations, we're gonna talk about it, and then if you don't meet them or if they're not being met in the future then you know but also Rhonda if you know you're not that girl Marie speaks of (laughs) don't try to be her yeah because if you know like if the the strategy that we propose to you if you know that that is just not going to work for you then that's when I will double back to my original suggestion of just like because people know if they have the capacity to do that or not right right they do some people are like just quick to be jealous or they need all the attention so you know yourself. Yeah. Again, have the conversation with yourself. Yeah. And move from there. Don't bust her car windows out. No, no Jasmine Girl. Sullivan's. Yeah. No. no Carrie Underwoods. Mm-mm. No Louisville Sluggers. Nothing. <laughs> All right, girl. All right. Let's get some. <laughs> I, I said, said what, what I said. said. 
my I say what I said is I read an article in Philly Mag, which is a good resource. They have like a lot of different articles about different topics that are relative and important to Philadelphia. One of the articles was about the war against restaurants or places of business that only accept debit cards or credit cards. The statements in the article were saying that it's uh, discriminatory and it is creating this environment where people without cards, without debit cards or credit cards, they can't patronize these businesses. Okay. And I was like, I don't know about that because everyone has a car these days. Are you sure about that? The majority of people have cars these days. Okay. You can get a rush card. The who? Repeat that. Huh? The who have cars these days? A lot of people. You said the majority. The majority of people. Then it's your statement. The majority of people. You can get a rush card. You can get one of these prepaid debit cards. Everybody takes cards these days because moneyless, paperless society is the future. Right. My I say what I said is the opposite of that. I think businesses, restaurants that are cash only need to go away. Okay. Because cash only is problematic. It's a nuisance. It's annoying. It's not in the best interest of the customer because you have to and there are restaurants that I love that are cash only but I have not been to them in I don't know how many years because it's annoying you have to it's a burden you have to make an extra step in your day to go to the restaurant to go like to the ATM to get money because I don't carry cash number one because it's dirty (laughs) number two well number one for me is because I lose it (laughs) that's my number two Number two, number one is because cash is dirty. Like, you don't know how many people touch that. You don't know how many germs are on that. Like, you got to get out your hand sanitizer and really cleanse your hands after you touch cash. Like, right. you know, the cash, um, cashier is, like, digging in her nose or, like, in her <laughs> butt. Like, she's scratching under her titties. Like, girl, no. I don't want to be touching that. And so I don't carry cash. Second reason is because I'm going to lose it. I only take out cash when I need to buy my lottery tickets. <laughs> you can't buy those with cards? No, you can't. I didn't know that. Yeah. You have to have cash. Yeah. So, and so it's like... Also, you can't track your spending as well with cash. Exactly. And as, I feel card. like with... If I have cash, I'm going to spend it... Hurry up and spend it up because I feel like I'm going to lose it. Or is dirty and I don't want to touch it. Well, recently for budgeting, I've taken on a new strategy where I give myself a certain amount Only. of um, cash. Mm-hmm. Like, all my bills are paid through my cards, mm-hmm. obviously, but like, this is a side note. Mm-hmm. Um, I give myself a certain amount of cash, of cash for the week. To spend. And that's what I call like my petty cash uh-huh. to spend on, oh, I bring lunch today or oh, I want yeah. a cupcake or oh, I mm-hmm. want a coffee. No, I don't and do that. That's, and once the cash is gone, it's gone. What I find is that come Friday, the majority, like a good 80% of the cash is still there because when I have it, mm-hmm. I'm less likely to swipe. No. Spending, something about spending cash money as mm-hmm. opposed to swiping is mindless. But when you're like, oh, this is all I have to get by on the week, you're much more. I'm the opposite because I'm like, if I have cash, I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to. I think I told you the other day because, you know, it's, it's becoming fall now. So right. like my winter jacket from like last winter we went to montreal and i haven't worn that jacket yeah Yeah. and i hadn't i hadn't worn that jacket since like march and i found two hundred dollars in the pocket of that coat and i I was just like yeah so just like i'm gonna lose it i'm gonna forget about it 
I'm just and it was like U.S. bills and Canadian dollars. So oh I'm just gosh. like it was just too much. So I'm I'm not good with actual physical cash. If you go to a cash only restaurant, it's like you have to go to the ATM. You have to get cash. You have to then it's this calculation. You know, everyone pulls out their calculators and they're trying to figure out how much do, do I owe for the bill. It's just too much. And one of the restaurants I love, which is on, uh, I think it was on twentieth. Audrey Claire, love that restaurant. Love Audrey Claire, but they're cash only. Yeah, they are, and a lot of BYOBs in the city. Yeah, are cash only. Cash only. Philadelphia has a lot of BYOBs. I get it. It's cute. Only. It's quaint, but mm-mm. I have a date on Thursday at a cash only BYOB. Really? One of my worst dates ever was at a cash only. I'll update you next week. Okay. But, okay. But yeah, I hate cash only. I think I feel like cashless is the future. So. I said what I said is everyone needs to go cashless. No worries. Yeah, why not? Okay, so I agree with you on one aspect because mm-hmm. there's one place I love. It's an Italian place. It's kind of like the one we went for your birthday. I've gone there for my birthday multiple yeah. times. I love Latin. You don't need to go back there. I haven't been back, but okay, so the thing about the city is that liquor mm-hmm. licenses are very expensive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places that have really good culinary programs or mm-hmm. really good food because mm-hmm. Philadelphia has a poppin' food scene if mm-hmm. you don't know it's amazing here it is really good really good good food yeah. um, a lot of restaurants get started here great chefs are here I love the food scene in this city Yeah. but if you want to go out for a night and not have to pay $14 for a cocktail and then all these upcharges for these you know tasteless small dishes in terms of quantity then you go to a BYOB like a lot of BYOBs in the city yeah and I prefer to do I prefer BYOB because it's cheaper but most of them are cash only because BYOBs don't have the uh, monetary backing to have the amount of money necessary to have a liquor license and but I can't help but feel like when I go to La Viola every time Mm -hmm. and I'm not implicating this it's just a feeling Mm -hmm. but it's just like what kind of tax fraud or what kind exactly. of like under, under the, the table, table <laughs> stuff is happening because yeah. you just get that feeling. you get that feeling that vibe like mm, yeah. something so I don't like it for that reason but I will say outside of like sit down dining restaurants uh-huh. there are places that like you know for example when I was in school you know mm-hmm. there was this, and, and, you know when I went to school there would be this row of lunch trucks yeah and you could go there and get like get tilapia fried burrito, yeah, yeah. you know, with Captain Crunch and crusted breading, mm-hmm. and pay on a card. Yeah. But then there was like other places where you just go to regular General Souls and pay with cash. Yeah. So like even food trucks accept cards now. Yeah, everyone has that little a square, square thing, thing. Yeah. On their phone. Mm-hmm. But you do have to admit that like there is an access issue. Because although you said you're, the key thing I pointed to on was the majority, you said the majority of people have mm-hmm. cash. And to me, I understand that cashless is the way of the future, but we are not there yet. And I think that each economy still should have paper or tangible as an money. option. As an, but <laughs> but to say we are ca- we are cashless, mm-hmm. I almost think should not be acceptable. And I understand like at certain like nightclubs and mm-hmm. things like that places do operate as cashless for right. security concerns yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're in a high crime zone mm-hmm. and they don't want to be robbed yeah. so I do understand how cashless is a safety issue right. but I think that you there is a strata or a population of people mm-hmm. who do not have access to cash get you a prepaid debit card but prepaid 
paid out the cards like the rush card as you know are you can exploitative go to... and they charge high fees and they actually damage people who are in poor financial positions to begin with to even have access to modern day banking but you can go to wells fargo you can get a secure a secured credit card some people get denied for secure credit cards no you don't you just need to have a adequate no, deposit no it's not true mm-hmm. some people if you want to put 500 dollars of your own money down mm-hmm. on a secure credit card yeah and your credit score is like a 530 they don't no they you don't can even... get denied to have a secure credit card for your own money no you can't yes you can no you can't okay but so even but then, even you restaurants have to, you have to have internet connection not everyone has internet go to the library okay Maurice. but even if you go to like um like sweet green honey grow like these places like that you can order your food and this is the thing i like because of the convenience i like it for the convenience primarily because you can go to the kiosk order your food you do not have to deal with the cashiers because the cashiers be problematic <laughs> like they always have attitude and then don't let the you know the the machine where it drops your change the coins right don't let that be messed up because they don't know how to count because they'll be like um uh, okay oh it's 1482 uh carry the one you gave me a 20 um let but me subtract change but they don't know how to count change. That's the thing. That wasn't a class in kindergarten? Apparently not. <laughs> Remember when you had like those paper like I had the paper push coins. out coins? <laughs> yes. Apparently they failed that. Oh, and so it's God. like they don't know how to count coins. So one time I was in a restaurant and it had the machine. Imagine that, are we the last generation that knows how to count coins. Yeah, we're Zennials. Yeah. Zennials? Yeah. So I was not in, millennials? Not millennials. Well, no, like I'm in between. Millennial, honey. No, you're not. Ooh. Uh, I was in the restaurant and the restaurant where they had the machine where it drops like the coin change. Right. And so apparently that was broken or something. It didn't drop the change. The drawer, the register drawer just opened up and the girl was like trying to count on her head, like how much change she owed me and she could not figure it out at all. And so she looked at me and she was just like, just take however much you think you're supposed to get back. You've got to. I'm. I am so serious. But that's. But you know why? Why? It's because this girl's probably never used money. She's always just used her card because right. she operates in a paperless society. Well, that's the problem of the public school system. But I'm saying, stay in school. So, so what side are you on? I'm in the cashless side. Okay, but because it's that's convenient mean, for me. But that's going to mean that the children aren't going to know how to count coins. Fuck the kids. Oh, this, <laughs> this no. is about me. No, <laughs> I'm operating for my convenience, my sanity. Oh, I don't want to deal with the cashier. I just want to swipe my card, get my salad, and go. What happens when the business doesn't pay? That ain't got nothing for their to do with connection, me. and your and your transaction doesn't go through. That ain't got nothing to do with me. But those places they have the cashier. If you have to go to the cashier, right? Like even, you know, like the restaurant row in Whole Foods, if you have cash, they print out your receipt, you take it to the register, like the actual, you know, like grocery register, you pay them there and then you come back. So, I mean, they have oh, these kind I'm of workarounds. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. They have these workarounds for that okay. situations like that. I said what I said. Cashless is the future. Okay. Well, my I said what I said is kind of um, a little different this week. And I know that you guys know that, like, our said what I said is something we feel like is going to be an unpopular opinion. I think Maurice's previous opinion is a little unpopular, at least to me. I'm trying to find a way to say this because I really need Uh-oh. to. I need to dance through this mm-hmm. extremely, extremely well so that my point is not lost. But 
I think it's really important. And I think I have a little bit of trepidation behind the upcoming midterm elections. Okay. Because I feel like the last election cycle was the presidential cycle. Mm -hmm. And I still have a little bit of PTSD. Um, I remember Maurice, you had an election party. Yeah. You had your, pant, your, your pantsuits pretzel. I had to kick you out. Was <laughs> it, was, it was very somber and sad. Yeah. And I was just, you, I think, came to the realization that she had lost mm-hmm. much sooner very than early. I. Yeah. And I was holding on to her. It was, it was just a very sad, sad mm-hmm. evening. And I had to go, I hadn't sleep. Yeah. I remember I started a new job. And yeah. like, it was my first week there. And yeah. I was just like, so, just to be honest, the pessimist in me mm-hmm. is not very hopeful for the results me tomorrow. No. Um, I implore everyone to go out and vote. Obviously, by the time you hear this podcast, voting will have concluded. Yeah. Um, but I think last week and the week before, we stressed the importance of voting and how midterm elections are very important. They matter. And how even earlier in this podcast, we talked about how local elections are the most important, mm-hmm. even more so than the presidential. But, um, you know, just talking with someone earlier today, I think that there's a bigger problem in our country than the politics you know the politics okay and I think that the politics have somewhat become a circus and it's now entertainment and for me personally I, I used to be the kind of person who I would get up and the first thing I would look at would be CNN mm-hmm. BBC right. I'd read every news story and for me it was like my main source of entertainment it was my housewives yeah but housewives is entertainment because it has no implications on, on your life. my life yeah and now in my life, I realize that politics is not entertainment. This has real life consequences. Yeah. And we can't treat the two as such. You know, they're not equal. Politics is not entertainment. This is, has real life consequences. Right. So I, you know, laugh, kiki when it comes to the housewives and all that mess because it ain't, it don't affect my paycheck. Right. It don't affect my health care. It don't affect, you know, my rights or ability to do anything in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of took politics I think seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the problem is, is that, and I'm just going to say it flat out, and people might align my statement with that of the Republicans, but I think as a society, mm-hmm. we've become too politically correct. And the political correctness has stifled our ability to have meaningful dialogue around Around. issues Uh that seriously affect and concern our culture, our society, our law and policy in a way that hampers us moving forward. Um, Now, when I say political correctness, there are certain clear lines Mm -hmm. one should not cross. Okay. White people, as much as you may want, you cannot say the N-word. Ever. Give it up. Blackface, totally no. unacceptable. Give it up. The fact that we're still having these arguments, like these should be subtle issues that are wholly, undeniably unacceptable. But every Halloween. Right. You know, I understand that the LGBT movement and the progressions it's made specifically and currently with the trans movement, mm-hmm. there's a lot of issues around people accepting or rejecting rather the mm-hmm. binary and accepting mm-hmm. people's different gender identities. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a very valid movement. I believe that 
with every movement, there's a shift that takes, there's a, there's a moment of chaos where people okay. are adjusting. Mm-hmm. And after that adjustment period, there's something that settles as a new norm. You know, there was a, a period where we couldn't be called the N-word. Mm-hmm. There was a period where we couldn't be called colored. There was a period where we couldn't be called, you know, where then we were called African-American. Right. And now we're called black. Like, things change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we have to be open to the fact that things are changing as we are going through them contemporaneously. Okay. And allow some grace to allow that change to happen because it's still, although you're not, you might not get what you believe to be the end goal, mm-hmm. that it's still progress. Okay. And sometimes progress is slow. And the things that you want to see happen in your lifetime, you may not see. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that progress is not being made. Right. I think it's undeniable and it's scary because what we're seeing politically is almost a regression. Mm-hmm. And I know the political correctness is a, is a Republican talking point, but I think that that is part of the regression. But my motivation for saying so is a bit different. And I need okay. to really be careful how I stream you this do. out. <laughs> because for me, for example, I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, not even thinking because you feel safe and whatever. And, you, and I said something. And I, what I said was, I want a straight white guy friend. And my friend was like, you can't say that. You can't. And I also said in that sentence, I said, mm-hmm. I want a trans friend. And my friend said, well, you can't say that. As a black gay man, mm-hmm. I think most of my friends are LGBT plus mm-hmm. or straight women. Okay. Or people oh. of color. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any straight male friends. Okay. I especially don't have any white straight male friends. Okay. Me neither. And I... I think that many of the things that they may feel are valid. I don't agree with them because of my lived experience. Right. But I think that having their perspective is something that may inform me and may okay. make me better, mm-hmm. but also vice versa. Right. It's something right. that could inform them and make right. them better. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we might be working with a separate set of facts mm-hmm. because now in you know Trump's America, facts don't even matter, yeah, which makes that. it especially difficult. Mm-hmm. But at least we, I wish we could get to a point where we could have a dialogue, mm-hmm. where we could talk about things, gain some understanding. Because the truth is, is like the only reason you're able to make, you know, incremental progression right. in terms of race relations mm-hmm. is because you know someone who doesn't look like you. Right. And the only way you're going to make progression in terms of LGBT relations is if you know an LGBT person. Right. Because it, human, it makes it more real to you. But there's but just then, so much division. I just want to know that kind of person all the way on the right. You know, a Trump support. I, 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 no, you know. But it's but, so polarized. Like I want to know what he... I want to talk about that but person. Then I want them to talk that, to me plays into the whole I have black friends I've even had them at my house but no yeah I've had straight friends I I even had them at my house well I'm not coming to your house but what I'm saying is is like I don't know that's a I, what I feel like is that dialogue has stopped I don't think so because I think that people are unrelenting and unwilling to have discussions mm-hmm. and the best thing that you can do to try to serve your purpose mm-hmm. and your people is to talk to the people because us talking to each other me talking to all my friends is right. not going to help us that's true because we all think the same, the same. yeah and it's also I, I, and not for anything I, of course I'm going to feel like my beliefs are best or more progressive or mm-hmm. are going to move the country forward mm-hmm. but the, Trump supporters feel the same way they do 
and I know that we are like the instant gratification generation, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the changes, I've made peace with the fact that a lot of the things I want to see in the world, I may not see in my lifetime. (laughs) But the hope that it gives me is that, you know what, Mm -hmm. maybe my nieces and nephews will see it in their lifetime. And we have to kind of remove everything from ourselves because I know we want the benefits of our work, Mm -hmm. but that's not how it happens. I think, you know... The hopes and the a lot of you know the slave. Yes, Martin Luther King. I think a lot of mm-hmm. act, you know activists in the civil rights movement would have thought we'd be further than we, we are right now. That's true. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. But we have someone who is you know getting dog whistles and saying that white that he is a white nationalist as our president. Like that's a serious, serious yeah. regression. We also had that girl on Doctor Phil's that black girl saying <sighs> oh, I'm she's not even white. Give her air time. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just. That I wish that I had that perspective okay. because it's value. I also wish that as an LGBT person, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, mm-hmm. I know gays, I know lesbians, mm-hmm. I know bisexuals. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that's trans. I used to work with one. Really? Uh-huh. Um, but again, like working is a different relationship than or two. Yeah. Than than having you know a friendship because uh-huh. you know you're, you're I'm a well, at least I am I'm a different person at work than Definitely. I am at home uh, yeah than I am with my family mm-hmm. you know you get different sides yeah. of a person yeah but I don't really know a trans person okay I, and especially as an LGBT person because mm-hmm. the acronym we're all lumped together but yeah. I don't really know much about their plight or struggle again okay. I don't think it's their job to to teach it's not me, trans one one yeah but. I think that having that kind of relationship would give me more insight mm-hmm. and more human connection to that. So I again, I know we live in a very polarized mm-hmm. world right now, and things are so extreme. Uh-huh. But I just wish that we could come together a little bit, as hard as it is. Like, yeah. I would be willing to talk to a MAGA person. Ooh, Kanye. Well, not Kanye. Okay. But I'd be willing to talk to a MAGA person that didn't want to kill me on site. Okay. Well, I'm just proud of that girl who scammed those Republicans out of $150,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like, even know her name. Yes, I don't know but her name either. She, like, put... I saw that. Did she start, like, a GoFundMe, or they just started sending her money? So, no, what I saw was she was a young black girl. I don't yes. remember her name. I could try to pull it up real quick. She just had on them glasses and that bucket hat. <laughs> she had on a MAGA bucket hat, and she was basically saying, you know, not all black people was the same, are the same. Yeah. They're all black Republicans. Yeah. And I read that, like... Her post went viral. It went viral. She said really her fast. mother came into her room in the middle yeah. of the night and pulled her out of bed and kicked her out. Yeah, they kicked her out of the house or something. Because like they said that. that he's a monster. Mm-hmm. And she's like, How do you know he's a monster? You never yeah. even met him. And she posted all this stuff. <laughs> I'm not sure. She started to go fund me asking people to give her money to pay her tuition. To help her. Yeah, because they weren't going to pay her, her she school. Went, yeah. yeah, she went and bought the new iPhone X. <laughs> That was after it. <laughs> that was at the end. Because oh. she said something about... It was after they found her out. She was like, damn, how y'all gonna dime me out or something like that? Well, I just bought the iPhone um, 10s Max. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway. Wow. <laughs> you know, Joanne the Scammer, 2018. That was a scam a for... A scam and a hat. Like... She doesn't have to pay that money back, right? You know, I have a problem with GoFundMe. Yeah. Uh, this is, we are so segueing, but we let's are. roll with it. GoFundMe is not for life insurance. Get a policy. Yeah. GoFundMe is not for health insurance. No. Um, Get some 
Affordable Care Act. Well, you know, they're coming for the Affordable Care, well, but it's still in, it's still available. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know that there are subsidies, you know, because healthcare doesn't cover everything. Yeah. There's certain costs, with transportation, yeah. depending on the severity of your diseases. So I, when it comes to healthcare issues, I'm a little bit more forgiving. But I'm it's like, not. I am, because I have donated to people who have needed money for well, healthcare issues. Well, the ones I've seen me like, I want some new breast implants. Give me some new titties. Oh, well, that's not a healthcare issue. Right. I'm talking about people with, like, you know, okay. leukemia, okay. cancer, and other terminal illnesses. Okay. Um, you know, especially people, children, stuff like that, I'll, I'll donate. I guess. But when it's like, I want, you know, breast implants, or I want cosmetic surgery. Or I want to go on this vacation. Or I, oh, I see vacation all, all the, the time. time. Absolutely not. Yeah. So I'm, you want me to give to you to go on vacation with bitch? I can hardly go on vacation. <laughs> right. What that look like? What do I get? She's. What do I get out Nothing. of it? And these influencers are like, oh, I'll send you an autograph photo of me. Well, bitch, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I hate that. But I, I'm not sure legally like what GoFundMe does because it's just a a, a crowdsourcing uh-huh. platform. Yeah. So these people don't. I don't even know if they have an obligation to do, to utilize do. Yeah. the money for what they say Mm-mm. it's for. No, I don't think so. Because it's just charitable. Yeah, yeah. And they're not. You know, corporations are 501c3s, so they don't even have, like, legal obligations in terms of what they have to do with the money. It's just one individual giving Decides money to another to, to an yeah. individual to do whatever they want mm-hmm. with, regardless of it being advertised. Yeah. I think that that might be a, a developing area of the law because of how popular that's going to mm-hmm. be. But Girl. That is just messy. She scammed the people. She scammed them. She should I get some tens for that. <laughs> she should. As a matter of fact, she should have been my tens. She should have got your tens for the week. She should have got my tens for but, the week. Mm. You know me, I always have a hard time coming up with you a tens. But that was that was a good one. <laughs> and I'm not even mad at her. Because she scammed. She's like, I am black. What, right, what black person in their right mind, aside from Kanye, yeah. from the past, yeah, you know, let him go this week. Yeah. You know, because he admitted he was being used. Likes it. Chris Jenner sat him down and said, listen, nigga. Well, she went on <laughs> Ellen and she was like, she, oh, uh, I don't, she was stumbling. And, yeah. And, and, Chris Jenner is very well media trained. She is. She, she had a hard time with that element. Of mm-hmm. But I think that kind of set the stage. He was like, listen, this is the narrative we're going with. And we're going to stick to it. And moving on. Right. Because she had a lot to say in that interview. Wow. But. But yeah. So I said what I said, just to wrap it up. So and a clear and concise conclusion is that I hope that all of us Americans just can remember that even in such a polarizing, harsh, harsh time where it's important that we stand for ourselves mm-hmm. and our rights and our beliefs and we advocate for what we want in the future. And I fully support people of color. I fully support immigrants. I fully support LGBT people. I fully support women and femmes. And we should be unrelenting mm-hmm. on our stance that at the same time, we need to continue a dialogue. On. On the issues. Which are? Vast and various. Okay. You can't stop a dialogue. Because I think once you stop talking, all progress that, is stopped. Right. No shade to the Democratic Party. The Republicans uh-huh. don't give a damn. They're just voting. Or straight re- Republican. Straight Republican. Mm-hmm. The progressive, which leans towards Democrats, mm-hmm. were having infighting. You know and what I think is stopping the pressure because I think, and it shows there's more people uh-huh. who are left leaning than right leaning, but, but the right side just got their shit together and we don't. My analogy to this, or 
metaphor or whatever to this is Republicans are like Apple and the iPhone. You get one iPhone, that's it. Right. Whereas Democrats are more like Android. You have so many different versions of the Android. You get behind that iPhone. You know it's fucked up. You know it doesn't work right. You know <laughs> it has all these glitches and issues and is messy, but that's what you got and that's what you're working with. Whereas on the other side, you have Android, you have Samsung, you have Nokia, you have all these different versions of the same thing. And you're, they're all vying for which one is the best. Right. And so... They split the vote, different iterations of the same thing. You're all working for the same goal, but you have so many different versions of it Mm -hmm. that the Republicans are like, our shit is fucked up. It's not the best. Samsung technology is way better than anything that Apple brings. So the technology is the policy. Right. Okay. But following Apple is like, we got this It's fucked up, but this is all we got. You going to buy it or what? And people are buying That's it. That's kind of blowing my mind. Yeah. Because I think what you did in that analogy was flip it. Because mm-hmm. as an iPhone user, which I think a lot of liberal left-leaning people are. Right. But I just deal with it. You deal with it. Because it's Apple. It's what you got. You got to make it work. So, anyway. Interesting. So, yeah. guys, let's get into our next, next category. Segment. I know, y'all. It is... Tens, 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 tens across the board. Who is your tens this week, Marcus? So my tens this week, like I told y'all, what, like a month ago, that I was only giving, I only gave them eights when there was the voter registration drive. Okay. It's time. I'm calling y'all out. A call to action. Calling you to action. Get out. You need to vote. It's so important. And so if you voted yesterday on Tuesday, November 6th, you get a 10 because a voteless people is a hopeless people. Aww. We need... I've heard that before. Is that original? It's not. Okay. So a voteless people is a hopeless people is a program. It's an initiative that was started by Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, which was founded in 1906 at Cornell University in Ithaca, New York. We need to get out, do these things because our ancestors could not vote. Our ancestors could not voice their opinions. They couldn't, you know, it was illegal for us to even read, be able to read. So a voteless people is a hopeless people is a very important program. And it's a very simple initiative. Like if you don't vote, you can't complain about anything that's going on in the world today. If you don't get out and vote, exercise your right. People die for the right to be able to vote. If you don't even get out and do that, you're doing your ancestors a disservice. So... I have implored you guys to vote for weeks and weeks and weeks. I hope you have listened. I really hope you voted. And we will see what the election turns out. I'm cautiously optimistic. I I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that information. I didn't know about the uh, hopeless people as a voteless people. A that voteless was... people as a hopeless I'm sorry. I messed up. <laughs> you did. Uh, see, that's the problem. The people are just a damn mess. Right. But yeah, you know, I, I take voting very serious as well. Even in my family text message today, my grandfather sent out a message like, mm-hmm. you all vote. It impacts the future of our family. Right. And it, it is important. And for me, I, I never miss a vote. Good. Just because I think about the people. Yeah who dreamed of having the life that I have. Mm-hmm. And I hope that through the simple, you know, act of me taking mm-hmm. uh, 30 minutes, an hour out of my day right. can have an impact on the future of my 
family that I will probably never meet. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I think that with voting, it's just it's a it doesn't have the instant gratification of waiting it online no. for two days in mm-hmm. the cold for the new iPhone right. or for a new pair of sneakers. Some Yeezys. But it impacts your life so much. Yeah. More. So go for it. It does. That's yeah. It's so my great aunt passed away recently. She was a hundred and four years okay. old. Wow. When she passed away. And so she was born in nineteen fourteen. To just think of the things and the oppressions that she have seen she has seen in her life. Wow. You know, like women couldn't vote. You know, she lived through two world wars. World wars. <laughs> The Great Depression, you know, suffragist movements and the civil rights era. And one of the most memorable conversations I ever had with her in my life was the night when Barack Obama won the election and she was in tears. Right. And she said to me, I never thought I would live to see this day. Wow. It just touched me so much because I was just like, wow, this lim- this woman has lived through so much. And she just never thought she could ever see a president who was black. Right. And I think that we don't think about the next generation or we don't think about anything that doesn't immediately impact us like you said and so being able to see things that we never thought possible and being able to vote is one of those things that you know she lived through like voter suppression is a thing we need to get out we need to vote we need to actually do these things that people never thought possible right so even if you won't see the impact right in your time in your time but i think if you do you will at least a little bit in some way, shape, or form. I hope so. And it'll add more value. Yeah. That's a great tens. You always have such good tens. You know, I struggle on tens you because I'm hard on people. Tens. But if I'm hard on people, imagine how hard I am on myself. Okay, so my tens this week is sports related. You like sports? You know sports? You know I like the Olympics. Okay. Child. So, uh, today, this week, <laughs> My tens across the board is going to Simone Biles. Oh, okay. My tens. Love her. Um, I do love her. Mm-hmm. You know, I live for the Olympics, the summer Olympics. Love the Olympics. Your party was like amazing. Yes, I have a party every four years. Yeah. Um, I think I started the party with the London Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. I upped the ante. You did. Uh, Remember that cake I made with like yes, the she made flag cake, the American flag. Yeah. Cake. Yes, but that was 2012. Mm-hmm. I upped the ante in 2016 with Brazil. It was amazing. I had an epic party. Yeah. Yeah. One of the proudest parties I've <laughs> um, But it is 2000. We're coming into 2019. Mm-hmm. And in January, I will start planning for, 20, uh, for 2020. Which is in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. Because, you know, for me, each party is about up, upping the ante. You have to take it to the next, the next level. level. Yeah. Like, I may have live performances. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. You know, I live so extra for the Olympics. Yeah. Um, so I am going to begin with Simone Biles. Um, she has made history as the first woman and uh, the most decorated most female gymnast yeah. of all time. Mm-hmm. Mind you, she's only twenty-one years old. Is she? Yeah, she she's won. And she's worth. She's won her fourth all-round uh-huh. competition. So an all-round competition yes. in the Olympics is balance beam, balance beam, balance, <laughs> balance beam, uh-huh. floor exercise, uh-huh. vault, and, and uneven bars. Yes. So, again, also my favorite events at the Olympics are in this order: 
gymnastics, women's only. Oh, well, I do watch the men's. Well, reasons. that's for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> but women's gymnastics. Yes. Um, track and field and swimming. The latter two are sports I actually participated okay. in in my youth. Mm-hmm. Um, but gymnastics is all about all the hype. Um, well, track and field is when they have the slow motion. Stop being nasty. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. As a, as a former runner, okay. I just love the track and field. Uh, but Simone Biles, she won her fourth all-round championships at the World Championships. So we just have to give a shout-out to her because as a black woman, she mm-hmm. came in and she dominated the Olympics. Y'all didn't give her none of that hair bullshit um, that y'all gave. Um, What's her name? Gabby. Gabby. Gab- I want to say Reynolds, but that is not her name. Anderson. <laughs> well, y'all know y'all gave, y'all gave that little black girl shade in London. Douglas. 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 Yes. You know I'm, I'm poor. You are horrible with the name. Horrible with the name. Yeah. Simone, y'all give her that drama with her hair, but Simone came in and just bam murdered the game. Yeah, killed it. And, and I'm proud of her for continuing this and also being an advocate for everything that's been happening in terms of sexual assault within mm-hmm, the gymnastics with the, community. Yeah. Um, well, did you hear that she was um, she was hospitalized like the night before or the day before? Yeah. With um, kidney stones. With kidney stones. And she still pulled out. And like, it's a whole nother level of like black girl magic that yeah. y'all don't even understand. Yeah. I just think she's awesome. She gets my tens for the week. Tens. Tens. Gold medal. Gold medal. Olympic medal, honey. Well, I mean, she's used to getting tens. She's used to getting tens. Actually, is it tens anymore? I think it's I think is it is. higher. I, I don't know the scoring okay. because the scoring is just so messy. Yeah. But she's used to getting them tens. Basically. The Russians even give her tens. Her <laughs> tens are undeniable. Yeah. But yeah, we love um Simone. She yeah, I do like her. I always love the name Simone. You, well, yeah. You know why? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Tens for Simone. Ten for Simone. Miles. All right, guys. Well, thank Thanks you so much again, yes. for listening to the show. It's amazing. Keep listening. Please like, subscribe, and, and rate. rate us. Yeah. Rate. It's really important for us to get those ratings. You know, mm-hmm. we're a young and budding we're podcast. Yeah. Uh, also, write a review. Just drop down in the comments, mm-hmm. write a review, tell us what you think, give us some feedback. Um, you know, our Gmail is category is pod at gmail.com. Write us in more listener letters. We're glad. Yeah, to we love getting the letters. They are like a staple of the show. <laughs> uh, we also feel free to write in suggestions. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an outlet for us, and we want to engage and connect with our Definitely. listeners. So if you have a topic you want us to talk about or right. just something going on that you think is important that you know you want our opinions on, just kind of write in and let us know what you would like to hear. What do you want the category yeah, to Yeah, name us a category. You know, give us a listener letter. Mm-hmm. Right in about our other listener letters. Listener letters. <laughs> yes. You know, this is a community and we want y'all to join the category is family. family. We want y'all to, you know, engage. That's, engage. that's what this is all yeah, about. Definitely. So, uh, what we're going to decide to do is we're still very young in our podcast, mm-hmm. but Wednesday we have a very, very big, very big and yeah. important post that we're making on our social media. Yes. So, this post is specifically Specific. for Instagram. Yes. Next week is going to be our ninth show. And this Wednesday, well, today when the show drops, mm-hmm. our ninth person to like our very, yes. very special post yeah. will get, get a category is t-shirt. Yes. So that ninth person to like it, whether you do by accident <laughs> or whether you do it on purpose, um, 
we'll reach out to you via DMs and mm-hmm. let you know that you've won a category. Games. Yes, and we'll send sure. that out to you. And you can, you know, rock your category as merch. Yes, and post it. Yeah. And share it. Yeah. Share, share, share. We want, you know, this community to, community to grow and we want to engage a lot of people so share with your friends tell them you're listening to this awesome podcast and you know help us reach out to the people right. yeah thanks again guys thank you so we'll much you next, next week. week bye bye, bye.